welcome. Please stand by. There's an old rotary phone I keep in a walled-off closet that hasn't rung for over 30 years. It's become a toothless pet that used to growl and bite at me when I was in a fight with a now long forgotten lover or carrying on a cold war of a grudge with a parental figure now long past. Other times this phone would grin, shaking with happy news when a new child was brought into the world or old friends presented themselves again after years out of touch. This phone lay next to a lamp that hovered over it, the lamp acting as an umbrella protecting it from the downpour of night, the lamp acting as a lighthouse I would need to steer through darkness so I could field calls that came from countries of other time zones, mostly wrong numbers from people with late night ponderings and secrets that needed to be unburdened. So, for some reason, they chose me. The lamp eventually came crashing down one night from too many of these one-sided conversations that soaked up into my psyche that became too much to carry or left me pondering those questions from those late-night wrong numbers. And so I struck out in a much-needed release. And so the darkness began to flow freely once again, and the phone went unanswered in the night. The phone was once perched on an end table, and that table was made from an artisan who spent hours pulling an image from their mind of four legs and a single drawer out of the wood from a tree struck down by lightning from the beauty of a tumultuous storm of a lightning-cracked sky. But that table eventually traveled to a garage where it disappeared for a few dollars with similar items that also became things. And so the phone moved to the bookcase where it sat in solidarity next to a vast rainbow of dusty covers containing an infinite number of voices no longer heard because nobody read them. And because the moving lips from beautiful strangers on large glowing screens became more interesting than holding a book, while the storytelling did not. About this time, I noticed calls received came less and less, when people started staring into their hands on the street and down into their laps as they drove by in cars. About the time, communication came quickly, but misunderstanding deepened to new depths. And so when you stop getting calls, you begin making them. But the calls I made began to grow into numbers no longer in service, even though the people I made them to were still alive. And the final journey for the phone came when areas of our Earth became empty spaces. And the small closet of winter clothes I kept 
did the same. And so the phone, the only frozen thing in time, sat quietly, no longer taking in, no longer reaching out. And like the closet, holding the needed clothes to discover the outside world, the phone, once a great doorway to the same outside world, shrank down to the size of a keyhole that eventually ceased to exist with every brush stroke of paint I put over it. There's a bill that arrives every month for that phone, a monthly fee I pay in dollars and hope that the world will come around again to a time of pauses and reflection from listening and next to the hope that I spend monthly is a crowbar sitting near a blank wall where a door once was and still is the crowbar for that day when the phone rings again the crowbar to pry open conversations not had for many many years and the strength of that steel will be overtaken by the solid firm grasp of one word I will use when that phone begins again a word I will have almost forgotten This has been an episode of the Flypaper Podcast. Music provided by Black Ferns at blackfernsmusic.com. Please help elevate this podcast. Leave a review. Until next time, stand by. Stand by.